This is episode 379 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Top Concealed Carry Tips for Beginners. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Everyone, this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. Hey, when you purchase the ebook, you also get uh, lifetime access to the Prepper Website forums. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article. It comes to us from SmartPrepperGear.com. And the, again, the article is entitled Top Concealed Carry Tips for Beginners. I believe as things get a lot crazier out there, more and more people are going to want to defend themselves. And we have new people you know, purchasing firearms and also uh, going to classes that are concealed carry. And then with that comes all the added extra, like, hey, where do you know? How do I conceal carry? You know, what do I, um, you know, what's it going to look like? How's it going to feel? And you might go through a bunch of different um, solutions before you finally find the one way that you like to carry the the way that it feels more comfortable. And uh, this article will help a little bit, give you some ideas. And if you're thinking about conceal carry, a concealed carry license or, or a license to carry, then this might really help help you and uh, point you in the right direction. So let's go ahead and start. So you want to conceal carry. Have you asked yourself why? Is it because you have a fear for your life and you want to defend yourself when you're out in public? Is it because you know other people who conceal carry and you think it sounds cool? Is it because you don't necessarily want to, but a friend or family member is telling you that you need to do it? Regardless of what your reason is, the simple fact is you are here reading this article and that means that you are at the very least considering conceal carrying and you would like to learn more information about it. So here are the top concealed carry tips for beginners. Concealed carry is a burden. Concealed carry is a burden no matter how you slice it. It's a burden in the sense that it's a major responsibility. You have to keep your firearm concealed and out of dangerous hands. Many people have difficulty comfortably concealing a firearm, for instance. It's even more of a burden in the sense that you have to live your life now knowing that you may have to shoot someone in self-defense. Besides the psychological effect it may or can have on you, you also have to deal with the legal issues of a self-defense shooting as well. You'll most certainly end up in a courtroom and have monstrous legal fees. Concealed carry is an investment. It's not something that most people think about, but concealed carry is indeed an investment that you will need to make. Just a number of costs that you will be incurring with concealed carry include the following. A defensive concealable pistol, $300 and up, depending on the make and the model. And that's, guys, that's on the very, very low end there. Spare magazine or speed loader, $10 to $50. Again, it depends on the make and model. Magazine or a speed loader holder, $15 or up. Training, FMJ ammo, $10 to $20 for a box of $50. Self-defense ammo, potentially $25 and up for a box of $20. High-quality holster, $50 and up usually. A high-quality gun belt, $40 and up. 
and training with a certified firearm instructor, $100 and up. So yes, concealed carry is not cheap. It is an investment that you need to make. Here's a golden rule to follow when it comes to firearm reliability. Your defensive gun should be able to, after the break-in period, usually around 250 rounds, to fire through 1,000 rounds without any hiccups or malfunctions whatsoever. If it's unable to do that, it's not a weapon that you can trust your life to. This is why, out of all of the concealed carry tips that are out there, having a reliable firearm is without question one of the most important. Your firearm may be reliable, but is it also ergonomic? In other words, is it something that you actually enjoy holding and shooting? If the answer is no, then don't carry it because you won't use it. The only way to know if a firearm is ergonomic to your hand is to actually hold it. Don't just buy a gun online based on what you hear on the internet or watch on YouTube. Instead, actually go to a gun store or a sporting goods store and hold it in your hand before you purchase it. And don't forget a good holster. Just as important as a good firearm is a good holster. It makes absolutely no sense to carry a high-quality firearm in a low-quality holster, right? It's also why having a good holster is one of the most important concealed carry tips out there. And here's some truth. Low-quality holsters suck. Plain and simple. There's un- they're uncomfortable to wear, and they do a poor job of their intended purpose. The best concealed carry holsters, on the other hand, will meet the following criteria. Be comfortable to wear on you. Be built out of high-quality materials. Offer excellent firearm retention. And cover the trigger guard of the weapon. A high-quality holster that is built to those specifications should cost you around $50, but it's an expenditure that will most certainly be well worth it. A good holster that we typically recommend is the Allen Gear Cloak Tuck 3.0. It provides adequate padding between your body and holster to keep you comfortable, but it also repels moisture. It is made of high-quality materials that ensure firearm retention. So where will you carry? Have you given any thought to where exactly on your body you will carry? There are many places you can conceal carry on your person, including in the waist belt, the strong side, the hip side, in the waist belt, the appendix, in the waist belt, small of the back, outside the waist belt, strong side hip, outside the waist, small of the back, a shoulder holster, an ankle carry, and a pocket carry. Basically, those above positions are your primary places where you can conceal carry. Yes, there are off-body carry options as well, but don't even think about those also known as don't carry a gun in a purse or a backpack or a briefcase or a messenger bag or anything that's off your person because your gun needs to be kept on your person at all times. There are advantages and disadvantages to each position. Each carry position also offers its own unique set of advantages and disadvantages. Outside the waist belt on the strong side hip is going to be the most comfortable position, but it also renders the gun and holster the most exposed. So advantages and disadvantages of in the waist belt carry. Inside the waistband is something that you can get used to, but it's bound to be uncomfortable at first. Still, in the waist belt is one of the most popular places to carry, either strong side hip or appendix carry. Strong side hip 
is more comfortable, but it also restricts drawing the weapon to your dominant hand. Appendix carry means you can draw the weapon with either hand as well as when sitting down, even if it's not the most comfortable way to carry. Generally speaking, small of the back options should be avoided because they leave your gun exposed to someone else getting a hold of it from behind. In addition to the fact that they put your vertebrae at risk if you are thrown hard enough against a hard surface. The advantages and disadvantages of shoulder holster carry. Shoulder holsters are very uncomfortable as they add a lot of weight and will really start to make your shoulders sore after extended use. Furthermore, they only work if you are wearing a jacket of some sort. Many articles and resources on concealed carry tips recommend shoulder holsters as a carry option, but the truth be told, they're not the most convenient choice. Advantages and Disadvantages of Ankle Holster Carry Ankle holsters are notoriously uncomfortable, at least at first, but are a good choice if you are wearing pants with a tucked-in shirt. They do require you to kneel down to one knee in order to draw the firearm, however. Ankle holsters are also a popular choice for backup guns. The advantages and disadvantages of pocket holster carry. Pocket carry is good for really small guns such as 380 pocket pistols or 38 snub nose revolvers. It's not a realistic choice at all, however, for mid-size to full-size guns. Furthermore, pocket carry only allows you to draw the gun with one hand and drawing while sitting down is extremely difficult. So in short, no carry option is perfect. But that's okay. Nothing is truly perfect in life, right? Just try out the different carry options and see what works best for you. So carrying spare ammunition is a good idea. It's also a wise idea to carry just one spare magazine or speed loader with you as well. In the case of semi-automatics, the biggest cause of failure is not because of the ammo or an issue with the firearm itself, but rather from a failure with the magazine. To get back into the fight, the quickest solution is to eject a spent magazine and insert a fresh one. Furthermore, if your firearm is a low-capacity model, also known as a 5-shot snub-nose revolver or a 6-shot 380 pocket pistol, then a reload would also be highly valuable, especially if you need to defend yourself against multiple attackers. So what about a backup gun? Backup guns are a popular concept and with good reason. They've been used to save the lives of police officers and civilians alike. Still, resources and experts on concealed carry tips remain largely divided over whether a backup gun is something worth carrying. Basically, a backup gun is a second gun that you conceal carry on you. It's usually a smaller gun than the primary, though it's also fine to carry two identical guns on you. Now, why would you possibly carry a backup gun? There are a few reasons. One, your primary gun may fail and it's quicker to draw a second gun versus trying to fix it. Your primary gun may run out of ammo, not likely, but possible. You can arm somebody else in a defensive situation, also known as two guys, two good guys with guns rather than one. You can draw a gun with your non-dominant hand depending on how you carry. And you have a secondary option should your assailant, assailant get a hold of your primary. So yes, there are many reasons to carry a backup gun. Many police officers carry backup guns and sometimes civilians do as well too. That being said, is packing a backup gun always a good idea? Not necessarily. So things or thoughts to consider about a backup gun. 
For one thing, it's burdensome enough to carry just one gun on your person and keep it concealed. But two, now you have double the problems. Furthermore, packing a backup gun may not be allowed in certain areas. That is why research is so handy, and you also most certainly won't look good in the courtroom with it. Even if you were the defender in a legally justified shooting, it would be very easy for the opposing side to paint you as a quote-unquote looking for trouble because you were carrying two guns on you. The point? You probably shouldn't carry a backup gun if you're just starting to conceal carry. Eventually, you may get to the point where you want or feel you need to, but for now, just stick with one. So research your state's laws. Concealed carry laws vary significantly from state to state, very significantly. It's entirely your responsibility to find out what the specific laws are in your state and to abide by those laws. The best way to research your state's laws will be to conduct the research online and to take a certified course with a reputable instructor, which may be required already. The NRA's website actually provides really good concealed carry laws by state. You can check out or check that out here. And there's a, a link that you can click on. Then don't carry while drinking alcohol. In the vast majority of states, it is illegal to conceal carry while under the influence of alcohol or other intoxicants. In fact, in some states, it is even illegal to enter a bar or anywhere that serves alcohol and conceal. Now, you may think that this only means you can't be legally drunk and conceal carry, but that it's still fine to have a drink or two and carry. Wrong. So long as the authorities can detect that there is indeed alcohol in your system while you are packing a firearm, you will most likely be arrested, your concealed carry license revoked, and you may be charged with a misdemeanor as well. Lesson learned, don't drink and carry. If you know you're going to be going out with friends or by yourself and drink alcohol, leave your gun at home. Concealed carrying a firearm in public is, in conclusion, a major responsibility. It's not something that you should take lightly. If you do, you probably shouldn't carry. Rather, treat concealed carry like the responsibility it is with the concealed carry tip that you have learned about in this article. All right, so let's just talk a little bit here just uh, as we, you know, as we close out this podcast. Um, the first thing that I want to say is, um, you know, when I first started Prepper website and I started linking the art articles and videos and all that kind of stuff, uh, there was a guy named, by the name of Paul Gonzalez and uh, he he did videos on firearms and uh, just he was a really neat guy and he passed away from a uh, I think an issue a heart issue and I remember this one video where he talks about making sure that you carry a really good belt or you have a really good belt because there's no way that you can conceal carry uh, or you know carry a firearm on you and have a weak belt because eventually. That firearm, I mean, you know, when a firearm is loaded and it has, you know, it has ammo in it and all that kind of stuff, it is heavy. It's going to wear down your pants. You know, it's going to pull on one side and you need to have a really strong, sturdy belt to, first of all, to keep your pants up, but also something to where the firearm or the holster can attach to. And uh, it just makes a whole lot of sense. So if this is something that you're going to do, like like they mentioned in the article above, you need to have a really good concealed carry uh, uh, 
belt, right? So you need to have a really strong, sturdy belt. And I'm, I'm talking about one that is made for this, not something that you can go buy at, uh, you know, at, at a department store or something like that, even a nice thick one from Walmart or whatever, right? You, you really need to find one that is for concealed carry. And you can find decent ones like for 50 bucks, even a little bit cheaper on Amazon. Uh, you can do that if you go to a, I know here in the Houston area, if you go to any of the gun shows, um, there are people that sell them and, you know, they're, they're, they're nice, you know, leather and all that. You're going to pay some money for them, but it's something that will last you for a while. And, you know, somebody like me, I go through belts all the time, but when I have invested in belts, when I have, uh, you know, put a little bit of money into them, I've got some that have lasted for a long, long time. I've actually done some reviews on the Dura, Dura Blaster, I believe Dura Last belt. I'm probably not saying that correctly. But uh, it still looks the, almost the same than when I uh, than I first picked it up. So it's actually I liked it so much I picked up a brown one. So that's a really nice uh, a really nice belt. I actually, I'll find that article and I'm going to link to it in the show notes if you, you know this is something that you want to uh, to consider. But you can also go to Amazon and uh, you know pick pick it up there as well. Another thing that I want to touch on really quickly is if you're going to conceal carry and you're going to do it inside the waist belt more than likely you're going to have to have uh, pants that are going to fit you just a little bit bigger. You're going to need that extra room to be able to have that firearm there and uh, you know inside of the waist. And so that's just something to consider. And when you're talking about clothes, you might need to have some clothes that are just are, are a little bit bigger than the, if you wear just you know the perfectly fitted clothes or whatever. That's not gonna that's not gonna fly when you're concealed carrying, and uh, especially when you're in you know inside the waistband, you're gonna need something. Uh, you know you're gonna need pants that are just a little bit bigger. And so then you go into okay, do these look right? Are are they too big? You know in the in the pants and all that kind of stuff. You know in the leg and and you start dealing with all of that but that's something that you will deal with and you just got to find the right you know the the right look i guess you know whatever you're comfortable with if you are you know in a professional setting you need to consider all of that i mean if you're just wearing blue jeans and stuff and i mean you'll be you know you'll be good there but you just need to consider that that that's a consideration and then lastly because holsters are so expensive and well i mean relatively expensive right um, but it's very possible. It's like, hey, I, I you order a holster or you buy a holster, and then you you try it out for a couple of days, and you realize it, it's not the one for you, and then you wind up not sending it back to Amazon or you or which wherever you buy it from, and it just you know it's one of those that you just you know throw to the side and you go buy another one, and you just keep trying all of these. In in that scenario, it might work really well if you either one go to a gun show. Although what I have found are gun shows can be pretty expensive. You know, when you have all these different people, they're there, and even although they're competing against each other, you know, uh, with with selling items, a lot of the times it's like the prices are more expensive than if you find a local gun store in your area. You know, and so there's a local gun store in my area. That when you go in there, the prices are just the same or better than you find. Actually, a lot of the times they're better than the gun, than the gun show prices, and you wind up building uh, a relationship with this gun store, and they're local, right? And so you go in there, they know who you are, uh, you know, and, and all that good stuff. 
And so if you build that relationship with them and you can let them know, hey, I'm trying to conceal carry. And if they if there's packages there that they can't open so you can try out, that is, you know, when you have that relationship with with uh, with them, you want they want to make the sale. They want to make good. You know, they want to have happy customers. So they might allow you to try on different holsters there and, and to see what it's like. And then again, if you try something and it doesn't work out for you, if they, you know, depending on their return policy, you might be able to return it, you know, after a couple of days and like, hey, this is not working for me. I need something else. And so, you know, building that relationship will allow you to possibly try on some holsters and see what would work. Uh, if, if that's not an option for you, maybe asking around to other people that you know conceal carry and say, hey, do you have a holster that fits, you know, whatever firearm you have? And uh, I'm just trying to see what what really works for me, uh, because you can go through holster after holster after holster, reading forums and you know reading articles online and trying to find the right one. And so again, if you can go to a local uh, gun store and just say, "Hey, I'm looking for a holster where that can fit, that can uh, feel comfortable on me." Can I try some of them on? And uh, hopefully they will allow you to do that. And that way you can you can find the best one without having to spend a whole lot of money and going through a whole lot of uh, holsters. Well, guys, uh, that's over at smartpreppergear.com. There are some links in this article that you can click on. And like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 379. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.